Brahma bulls walked by our fifth wheeler on the breakwater island off the Gulf Coast in Mexico. Water in the fishing village was on for maybe one hour a day. As a guest, I was asked to come up to the front of the church one Sunday and pray a prayer of dedication for the piglet that was being given to the church. What a different lifestyle this was. I didn't know any pig dedication prayers, but okay, we did it. And my family and I were taken down to the docks where we boarded a small boat with water in the bottom. Two of my girls, my wife, the young lady traveling with us, all decked out in their Sunday best, sat on the boat's edge and we headed out to a remote island. The villagers here lived in what was little more than a small lump of dirt in the most desolate looking place I'd ever seen. Most Americans today may say, what in the world do these people have to live for? That's the real question of the day. What we are living for has everything to do with our sense of identity. Who are we and what are we doing here? Many people struggle with their identity, and it often manifests in defensiveness, depression, or anger. Settling into the identity that the new birth in Christ gives us, is the ultimate answer to this crisis of identity. The other day, after nearly a year of isolation, my wife said, Other than for you and our children, this world really doesn't have any attraction for me anymore. There was a time when I may have wondered about that very thing for those island villagers. Then there was that same feeling for the children running around the Afghan refugee camp in Russia where we stayed for a week. What would their life amount to? What was the point? Everywhere we've been, the question of our life's values has come roaring to the front. What are we doing here? What are we living for? And why? It, whether it was in the little shack on that island that they called a church, or it was hidden away in the woods where the Russian Christians would secretly meet to worship, or perhaps it would be the comparatively affluent American young adults who today think it's a good idea to throw bricks at the cops. People all struggle with this one thing. Identity. Who am I really? But the question does break down further into this. What possible joy and purpose can I find in my life because of who I am? In everything from name changes to tattoos to a million other things we do to find meaning in who we are, humanity really struggles with this. Yet these dirt-poor Mexican villagers on a remote Gulf island had more joy in their poverty than most any group of people I've ever met. They had learned how to find out what their life really was, who they were, and how to make sense out of the hardness of this life, better than these riding college-educated snowflakes we see today. Yesterday, I read an article from a woman with a master's in divinity and a Ph.D. in early Christianity. She teaches at a Virginia university, and with all her years of education, she wrote how magic was at the center of the establishing of the Christian faith. What is so sad is that these poor villagers knew the difference between magic and a miracle because Jesus is their life. Yet he's not merely a source of debate and doctrine. I've been enjoying time to regularly get alone with God these days and quietly worship and let his word wash over my mind 
as I recall all that he has shown me in over 40 years in ministry. As my body ages, instead of wondering if I should run three miles today, I wonder if I should go to the offered Miracle Ear Testing Center later this month. My wife and I had our 70th birthday on Monday, and when one of my kids asked what I got for my birthday, I said, I got older. There's so much that I can't do anymore, but as I sat yesterday with the Lord, I became aware in a deeper way of one amazing thing. Jesus is my life. So as I get older, my identity is getting richer and deeper. My life is not about getting out of bed in the morning and making it to the restroom before falling down. It's not about hoping my son-in-law would come and shovel snow for me or if it's oatmeal day or multigrain cereal day. This is not who I am or what my life is. I used to take pride in having traveled to many parts of the world, of being a U.S. veteran, of building a television station, or playing college tennis, or preaching the gospel. But none of these things define who I am. Neither do the hardships, the mistakes, the many sins, or the broken relationships and broken body define my identity. Paul said in Colossians 3, Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth, for you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. He is my life. I don't mean because I live for him, because I find joy in reading his word, or because so much of my life was devoted to the ministry. By saying he is my life, I mean he is life. When Jesus asked Peter who he thought Jesus was, Peter said, You are the Messiah. Then Jesus said to him, And Simon, I'm going to tell you that you are Peter, the rock. He gave him his true identity. It came by the revelation of who Jesus truly was. When Peter saw who Jesus was, he saw who he was. Jesus gave him a new life, not just a new direction or a new career. Men can spend their entire lives trying to find themselves, to understand who they really are. The other day I read an article condemning Christianity as it said, How could a God create us and then threaten to send us to hell for what he made us to be? Being a homosexual is not something people choose, it's who they are. It's their identity. I'm not going to dignify that perspective at all with a counterpoint but it does reveal the desperate need of every person to discover their true identity in Christ. As a Christian, the greatest joys of life don't come from the miracles we see, but from realizing the miracle of life that we have. Peter sang praises while chained in a prison cell. For him, Christ was his life. Paul said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. You see, there's something that is greater than any miracle, more exciting than any healing, more assuring than any shouting crowd. It's knowing the power of the risen Christ coursing through your soul like a river of living water. Jesus said the Spirit of God would come up from your innermost being. That's life. There's a place in Christ where, when you get to heaven, it won't be a strange place of wonder to you. For you have already tasted of the glory of the life that has been given to you by faith. It's Christ's life in you right now. 
His righteousness, wisdom, and holiness have all been imparted to you and define exactly who you truly are. I couldn't explain exactly what it's like to breathe to someone who somehow never has taken a breath. I can't explain a sunrise to a blind man or an ice cream sundae to a child who has never eaten anything. Neither can human words explain what this life of the Holy Spirit indwelling me is either. That joy, peace, hope, rest, strength, and so much more are not things that come from accomplishment. It is the very essence of life itself that defines who Jesus is to us and in us. The five senses can attempt to describe what the Bible says God has given to us, but it's something that one can only experience and can only receive by revelation. But I will tell you this, when Christ is our life, love will be the best reaction that a human can express, and it will just come out because of the power of a God-given identity. The greatest excitement from God for me is not what He is doing, but is the result of just receiving what He has already done. It is a life that inspired the writer of the old hymn, It is well with my soul, as he passed the place where his family had perished. It is the life of my frail old grandmother who lived the last years of her life crippled up in bed. But what a joy she had. The greatness of God in all of his glory is the life that is given in Christ to each one of us. We don't have to define the life of Christ. His life within will define who we are. All that He is, and all that the Gospels speak of concerning Him, is a demonstration of the power of the life that is at work towards each one of us right now. And remember, how we live doesn't determine our identity. Our identity in Christ determines how we live.